Growth stocks and expensive companies with big sales made a big comeback the last two months. But volatility in equities and downside here today as a reminder that investors on a year throughout the bear market have been better off in dividend-paying companies and stable cash cows. Let's talk about it with Dina Ting, head of global index portfolio management at Franklin Templeton, who's uh, doing research for us on some dividends and funds. Dina, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. So this is a, I think, reminder here today for investors that uh, the risky stuff in this market still has major potential for downside. Generally, what we've seen over the past year, dividend-paying companies like the ones in your guys' funds uh, have generally been doing better. Walk me through how you try and find companies that can weather the storm we're in right now. Yeah, so at Franklin Templeton, we look for uh, a suite of uh, products uh, on the international side, the higher dividend yield, uh, but also kind of lower tracking errors relative to the broad market indices. And how we look for that is one, we look at the uh, companies that pay a higher yield, but at the same time for asset allocator who wants to allocate to the broad market, we set a specific target uh, relative to the broad market. So let's say for international developed or international emerging market, we set a specific target so that if you're allocating or replacing your allocation for broad markets with dividend strategy, you're not too different, right? In terms of your expected exposure. And what it does is uh, it reduces style, style drifts that you expect on the sector, on the country, on the security, but also also the predictability uh, through like the market condition as you highlighted, right? We are going through periods of volatility and typically a dividend strategy tends to protect you on the downside without uh, losing too much on the upside. So we do have uh, two different strategy on the international side. Uh, and the reason why I mentioned international is because uh, most people allocate into us if you look at the flows that goes in into market and the size of the market in the us but one thing people forget is when you get international exposure you do get the benefit of having international one is it's actually higher yield so mm. the yield for international is around four to six percent relative to two to three percent in the us and if you're looking at valuation right uh the us market has outperformed international for more than 15 years now. So the valuation perspective, we're looking at like 13 versus 20 in the US. And then the foreign currency is also another benefit uh, because US dollar has outperformed uh, and has appreciated versus many of the foreign currency uh, so far. So to the extent that that should revert, that should be extra return that you expect. Hmm. And we talk inflation, right? Uh, inflation, um, that has been kind of ravaging across the world that the international dividend product actually has uh, sector weighting that are heavier into this more inflection, uh, inflation friendly environment. So like energy, financials and materials are a bigger weight into this international dividend strategy that should help investors uh, to weather these uh, higher inflationary periods. The fund is beating the S&P 500 on the year by about four percentage points. It's uh, doing a lot better than the tech-heavy NASDAQ. Um, I'm thinking as it pertains to rates, if people want to own this for that big four and a half percent yield roughly, 
is there a point at which uh, it will also uh, be susceptible to a rising interest rate environment? If we start, if we get through new highs in the 10-year yield, three and a half, four, uh, if we start pushing four, then do you have to find companies that are giving even chunkier dividends? What happens as the gap between uh, the fund's average dividend and the treasury rate that I can buy from the government narrows? Yes, so that is a factor of the international market and the company that made up for that. So if you look at that, uh, it's a surprising factor, but across emerging market countries, there's actually a higher percentages of companies that pays dividend across emerging market. And they tend to be like big developed name who has been uh, a consistent dividend payer. So even though you think like the gap will change, that's also depending on if the other countries also increase interest rate as well, right? So it's not just the US that are increasing interest rate, even like other countries outside are also increasing interest rate. And naturally that means that all the uh, dividend play that you see in the international will probably expect it to rise up as well. Okay. Dina, thanks for the analysis and the explanation. Uh, we'll definitely keep it on our radar and uh, keep close track. Thanks a lot for being here. Thank you. Pleasure Absolutely. to be here. Sure thing. A couple of funds outperforming the broad market. Dividends paying off. Dina Ting joining us from Franklin Templeton DIVI, the International Dividend Paying Fund.